All right, well, I've got a, a message for you today that is, I've been talking about getting back to the basics. This is a very basic message, and um, it's about spiritual maintenance. Spiritual maintenance. And it is such a basic message, but it is so important. Anybody have a car? <laughs> do you have to do maintenance on your car? You have to change the oil. You have to take it in regularly. You have to do certain things to make sure that it keeps running. There was, there was an old commercial years ago. You used to say, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. And, you know, when it comes to things in our lives, when it comes to um, vehicles, when it comes to houses, when it comes to all kinds of things, when it comes to our health, you know, the regular maintenance, what we do on a regular basis is more important than what we do every once in a while. Do you know that? It is. I want to read a scripture to you, and then I want to dive into this. Proverbs 4.20. Solomon's writing to his, to his son, and he said, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence. This is the maintenance part. The word keep, it means to guard, to protect, to preserve, to maintain. We're called to keep our hearts. And um, God gives us some responsibility in that. I mean, fortunately, the Holy Spirit, when, we're, when we become believers in Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit comes to indwell our hearts. And so the Holy Spirit, I don't know if you've noticed that, but the Holy Spirit is always messing with me. I don't know if, if he does with you. I'm sure he does. He's always tweaking little things in my heart that I need to check. Maybe it's a bad attitude. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe I'm mad at somebody. Maybe it's, it's, it's sinful. Maybe it's, it could be all kinds of different things, but things get in your hearts. But because the Holy Spirit comes to reside there, because he comes to, to dwell inside of me, he's always messing with me. Always. And I'm so grateful for that. I mean, there are sometimes I wish I could just get away with something, but not really, not really. And, and so he's, he's always checking little things. Howard, check that attitude. That's not for me. You need to trust this. You need to trust me. And it's, it's, it's an ongoing process. And it's part of listening to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's part of walking in him. And so he says to guard your heart. So we have a responsibility as well. We need to guard the things that come into our heart. We need to guard the things that come into our mind. We need to guard the things that come into our lives. And if we do that, it pays off with tremendous dividends. Guarding our hearts helps us to avoid bigger problems. Amen. Neglect is costly. Neglect is costly. I think of, of the uh, King Saul in the Old Testament. You know, he was, he was anointed to be the king. He was, he was handsome. He was tall. He, it's, the Bible says he, was a, he stood head and shoulders above everybody else. And, and they, they made him the king. And it, there were even times that he got out and, and, and prophesied and, and, and sang with the, with, the, with the praise band. But he didn't maintain his heart on a regular basis. And it caused him to drift away. And it caused him to be easily led away. And we need to maintain our hearts. We need to guard our hearts. We need to check, preserve, keep our hearts 
with all diligence. I don't know about you, but man, my, if I'm not doing the things that I need to do regularly, if I'm not maintaining my heart, my heart can drift off. My heart can, can chase after things. My heart can get upset. My heart can, I mean, it's just amazing. The Bible says that the heart of man is desperate. It is evil and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Everybody just, you know, nowadays the, the mantra is just trust your heart. Just go with your heart. Don't you dare trust your heart. The unrenewed heart, that is. The unrenewed heart. You see, but the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in our hearts and he leads us and he checks us and he shows us the things that we need to do. We need to trust him and not just our heart. So we need to guard it with all diligence. So I'm gonna give you some practical things that, that we should do. Um, I wanna say a couple things to you. Okay, neglect is costly. Here's a good one. It's easier to stay out of trouble than to get out of trouble. That's spiritual maintenance right there. It's easier to stay out of trouble than get out of trouble. Was the, the old kid said it's, it's a whole lot easier letting a cat out of the bag than getting one back in. If we're, not, if we're not keeping our hearts, if we're not keeping our minds, if we're not keeping ourselves close to Jesus, and I'm not, then, then it, it, it's, man, we get into trouble. And fortunately, God is so good to us that it's, it's a simple matter. He says, just repent. If you've blown it, if you've failed, if you've done the wrong thing, repent. Just admit it to me. Just say, Lord, I, I, I'm sorry, forgive me. And, and we gain that, that right standing right back again, just like that. We don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops. Um, but sometimes the consequences of our mistakes are such that it's, it is, it's harder to put things back together. Forgiveness comes easily, putting the pieces back together. I'm not even going to ask for a show of hands who has made a few um, blunders in their lives um, that were hard to put back together, but God can help put them back together. So um, I was thinking about this, uh, uh, really this past week, and then in my, in my daily devotionals, I, I read, I get several daily devotionals, and if you don't, uh, it, you need to get them. It, it, this is part of your spiritual maintenance as well. Um, I have several uh, ministries that I subscribe to their emails. Uh, one that I, and I'll just tell you my, my favorites. I, one, I get one from Rick Renner every day. Uh, and it's, it's an email and it breaks down some Greek words and stuff like that. I get one from Max Locato. I get one from Bob Gass. And those are the ones that, that I, every morning I sit and I read and I, and I just kind of position my heart and then I read a little bit out of the Bible too but so I was reading one on uh, Rick Renner this week and he laid out five things that we need to do every day and I said man that's just what the Lord had put on my heart just worded just a little bit differently so I said I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rip him off I'm just gonna <laughs> use the, the the five things that he said to do every day uh, and I mean I could have put them in different words and and you said that guy's brilliant but um no, I doubt that. But um, so I'm going to use the ones that were right out of my daily devotional from this week. Um, five things that we need to do every day. And I also need to tell you, I am not big on lists. Because every time somebody gives me a list, I think of, when I first saw the title, five things you need to do every day, I think of five, that's great, that's five things I can mess up this week. 
you know. That's five more ways for me to fail. I, I wrote it on the list and I didn't do it. I wrote it on the list and I didn't do it. Um, so I'm not really big on lists for that reason um, because it's amazing how we can condemn ourselves. You'll take some notes today, you'll say, I'm gonna do that. And then sometime during the week, you're gonna go, oh, I was supposed to do that today and I didn't. But these are, these are really easy and they don't take all day long to do. You know, um, and matter of fact, most of them you're probably doing already and you just didn't have, a, have the list uh, because most of them I've told you to do before. And, uh, but this list of spiritual maintenance is, again, it's not about a list of things to do. It is about discipleship that is proactive, but it's mostly about things that we can do to stay connected to that voice of the Holy Spirit. So that, we're, so that we're constantly listening to him because, and we're listening to letting him guide our hearts, letting him direct our steps. So here we go. Let's start with, uh, with uh, this one, but I'm gonna just read this, this statement to you. Your success or failure depends on what you do every day, not what you do on some days. I'm gonna read it again. Your success or failure depends on what you do every day, not what you do on some days. We can all do pretty good on some days. But, but there are some things that we can implement into our life, be proactive about it, uh, be intentional about it, and they will absolutely change your life. And they will, they will lay a foundation in your life. So here we go. Number one, spend time every day, spend time with God in the morning. In the morning. Now, I'm not saying that that, that has to be that you got to set aside an hour. I know when we talk about, you know, G, the Bible says that Jesus, he got up early, early in the morning and he went into a, a secluded place to pray. And, and we know that that would be a great thing to do. But when we think about five o'clock, you know, it's not, it's way before daylight. And we th just think about, I know Jesus did this, but I don't know if I can pull that off. And we beat ourselves up. I mean, how many of you pray as much as you think you ought to pray? I mean, nobody wants, oh, yes, I pray all the time. I pray without ceasing. That's what Paul said to do. I don't. So, Jesus got up early in the morning. David said in, in uh, Psalms 5, let's look, let's look at this, one of my favorite Psalms. David says, give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for to you I will pray my voice you shall hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning I will direct it to you and I will look up. A couple things there. In the morning. I want to challenge you. It would be great if all of us got up an hour before we had to do stuff and spend an hour in prayer. Sit in your chair, got your Bible open, uh, in an attitude of prayer, just you know, worshiping the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in my life today. I just want to open your word and let you speak to me. That would be ideal. That would be wonderful. And hopefully you do that. I mean, I do it on most days. Um, but not every day do I have that hour or the discipline to do that hour. So here's what I want to challenge you to do. Make the first thing that comes out of your mouth in the morning a prayer. Lord, I direct my prayer to you this morning. And take a few minutes, even if it's five minutes, do that five, that five minutes with Jesus and I'm telling you if, you, if you set your affections on him, if you direct your attention to him first thing in the morning, 
it's a whole lot easier to stay on that during the course of the, of the, course of the day. If you, I found that, that in the morning will I direct my prayer to you and we'll look up. I found that if, if the first thing I do in the morning is look up, Lord, I love you. Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, help me, lead me, direct me. I praise you. If I look up, that makes all the difference. Because if I don't look up and I go check my email and, and uh, you get that one, that, oh, that zinger. Somebody's got a complaint. Somebody's got a gripe. Somebody's got this you got to deal with. Um, or you start looking at the news. I mean, it's, it's only a short amount of time before you're not looking up, you're looking down. And, you're, and, and it's harder to recover from that. You ever got into about two hours in your morning and you're thinking, what in the world happened? I woke up with a great attitude. <laughs> but if we'll direct our prayer to him and look up, look up first thing. So spend that time with the Lord and, it, and it's an easy thing. Again, what, what I do, I, I usually like to sit on my back porch. Uh, I've, I have disciplined myself well enough. I left my phone over there. That when I, when I look at my phone, I don't go to my email. I go to my, I go... Well, I do go to my email because I do the devotionals. So I do the devotionals, but I don't look at all the other junk email. Maybe the Merriam-Webster worked for the day, but I'm trying to increase my vocabulary. So I, I look at the, um, so I, lo I look at the, the devotionals and then I, and I just say, Lord, what do you want? What do you want to do today? I just, I want to get quiet before you. Uh, you know, that this is, these are the things that are on my list. I don't know, you know, this person needs counsel. I don't know what to tell them. I'm not nearly as smart as they think I am. I need you to help me, Lord. I need you to show me what to do. And you know what? As I begin to offer those things to him, he be, during the course of the day, he shows me exactly what to say. Um, and when I don't know what to say, I just say that too. Hey, I don't know what to say, but I tell you what I do know to do. I know that we can pray. So spend that time with the Lord. You spend time with the Lord. It's an easy thing in prayer and in the word open the word let the word speak to you I mean you, you really do I, I say this all the time read the word every day even if it's just a little bit read the word every day because when you read it it begins to read you back when you spend time looking at it not only are you learning the things that God wants you to learn but he make his word is alive the Bible says that it's sharp and powerful and and and, and sharper than any two-edged sword that it is alive and it, and it when I read it I'm telling you the Holy Spirit just begins to speak things to me and sometimes it's just a subtle little challenge of, of things that I need to do differently but start your day every morning um, David did it Jesus did it start your day every morning spending time with the Lord even even if it's five minutes five minutes you know I, re I read a scripture uh, one time I'm trying to think of where it is I think it's in Job but it said, um, I will esteem the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. And when I heard that, you know what I, I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I, I'm going to make a, a covenant, a pact kind of with myself. Lord, I'm not going to put a piece of food in my mouth until I put some of your word in my ears and in my heart. And that might be a little challenge to some of you. But that's what, that's what Job said. It said, I will esteem the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. And so 
sometimes it, it's almost simultaneously. You know, I've got I've got the the bagel going to my lips, and I, I but uh, but somehow that stuck with me, and I and I made a point that you know I'm going to make sure that I read the word before before anything else. So in Philippians. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Very familiar scripture. We, most of us have heard that before. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. See, if you start your morning in prayer, then it's also easier to keep your day going in prayer. And, and, and that spending time with the Lord, it, it's not as difficult as we make it out to be. I mean... Sometimes we make it out to be very difficult. And then, like I said, we beat ourselves up when we don't do it the right way. God wants to have that ongoing conversation with you during the whole course of the day. And I walk, I go through that the course of my day and I'll stop what I'm doing several times and just say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I appreciate you. Lord, I need help with this. And we'll talk about some of those in just a second. So pray about everything. All right, number two. Spend time, every day, spend time feeding your spirit on other godly sources. Take a few minutes, get a, get a few books that, that you need, that you want to read. Not, not just the Bible, okay? Um, interesting thing, when Paul was writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy, he's, he closes out his letter after giving Timothy all this instruction. He said, and, he's, and, and Paul is in a Roman prison, Paul is awaiting his execution. He's already told Timothy, you know, my time is up. It could be any day now that they're going to call me in and execute me. And here's what he tells Timothy. By the way, when you come, bring my cloak that I left there at Ephesus and bring my books and bring my parchments. I mean, Paul had done a whole lifetime of ministry. Paul had written most of the New Testament Paul could have easily said, I'm not reading anything else. They're fixing to kill me. I'm going to heaven in a few days or a few weeks or whatever. But you know what he did? He kept feeding his heart. He kept feeding his mind. He kept feeding his spirit. Reading people or growing people. Always be reading something. Uh, find a marriage book. Find a finance book. Find something to help, help grow this brain. God made us spirit, soul, and body. And, and you need to be growing. Reading is like fertilizer to a garden. Use your time in your car. Use it wisely. Uh, maybe, you, maybe you're not all that great at reading. Uh, get, a, get something on uh, audio a book. Um, put something wholesome in your CD player. Um, in, your, in your car. Make good use of that time. You know, there have been times I've just, I've just killed time. And other times I've made a point to put something wholesome in and uh always feel better when i haven't wasted you know an hour all right so sometimes that may mean saying no to tv or no to uh certain radio stations or whatever um but anyhow spend some time feeding your spirit even paul did that number three spend some time every day every day spend some time in quietness we live in a busy world that screams at us all day. I mean, the, probably the number, there's two main answers when you ask somebody, well, how are you doing? Man, I'm busy. Or, man, I'm tired. 
And we live in between those two all the time. And we live in a world that is so busy and we fill ourselves with busyness. And if we're not busy enough, we add more stuff to us. And, and if that's not enough, then we give ourselves five things to do every day uh, uh, on a list. But take some time. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Be still. It takes some time. It also says in Proverbs that uh, 27, 19, that's not in your notes. As, a, as in a water, face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects the man. Just like staring into a, a pool of water and you look back and you see yourself. Sometimes taking a few minutes of contemplation a few minutes of thought, a few minutes of just being quiet, a few minutes of just getting away from everybody else and all the other voices and being still for a few minutes will make all the difference because, it, because it's in that place God can reveal to you your heart. God can reveal to you his word. God can reveal to you um, things that he wants to reveal to you. And sometimes it doesn't have to necessarily even be deep compliment, compliment contemplation it doesn't have to always be deep contemplation you know us thinking lord well here's my heart and this is this is how i feel sometimes i sometimes i do that god i don't know why i feel this way i don't know why i feel a little weird this morning i don't know why i feel anxious i don't know and sometimes he'll help me sort through those things he's better than dr phil um i mean he'll help you sort through some of those things and just say well this is why because you're not trusting me in that area because this or that and so he'll help me sort through those things and but it doesn't always have to be deep contemplation sometimes he just wants me to be quiet just be quiet be still and know that I'm God there are times this this spoke to me because I didn't really have this on my list it's just something that I over the years have intuitively done uh, like most days there'll, there'll be some point during the day that I will get up from my desk and walk away from the computer and walk away from the phone and the people and sometimes I'll just walk around the campus sometimes I'll just go walk into the into the impact center for a few minutes and just sit in there and stare and look around uh, not I'm not even looking for any uh, great revelation or anything Sometimes I just need to walk in there to remind myself, God, you are so good to me. You have been so good to me. There are times that, that at the house, I'll just walk outside and walk around the yard. And uh, Don, Don asked me, everything okay? I said, yeah, I'm just walking around the yard. Find myself a few minutes later pulling weeds. I don't know why. It's a weird thing. I'll sit outside and pull weeds and, and not think about anything. And it's weirdly, yeah, that, it's, yeah, it, it helps. So spend some time in quietness every day. And if you didn't think that that was a good thing to do, and, or maybe you do it and you didn't know, put it on your list. It may be a couple times a day, you just got to say, okay, I'm just going to get quiet, just me and Jesus. Um, even if it's for a five-minute break, just a few minutes away, in, in, the, um, in Rick Renner's devotional, it said, find a, find a place, go outside, maybe get up before everybody else, maybe even just go to the bathroom if that's the only place that you can get away. And uh, I, I know some, some uh, mamas who have done that before, you know, just 
they follow me everywhere. I can't get away. I can't escape these kids. And even when I'm in the bathroom, they're banging on the door. <laughs> spend some time, number four, spend some time every day with people who strengthen you. Listen, we all have enough people in our lives that, that draw from us and pull from us. And we need to spend some time every day, even if it's a few minutes, with people that will strengthen us. And I try to, you know, I, I try to do that. I'm fortunate that I, you know, I've got a great staff of people and, and they're speaking into my life. Fortunate I get to go home and, and uh, spend time with my wife and she is always an encouragement to me. And, um, but make a point that there's some people in your life that you are accountable to that, that you just want to check in with. You may, maybe you have two or three really good friends that you can just call them up and they'll pray with you or they'll they'll it needs to be people that will challenge you and not just people that'll say oh you poor thing it needs to be somebody that said well let's pray about that because I believe God wants to work on your heart in that process or have you looked at it from this from this standpoint and I think it's important for us to do that to spend some time with people that will strengthen us you know, in Hebrews, a verse that we refer to a lot, that, that not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. You know, that, that is pretty much talking about the church assembly, but not just the church assembly. We need to have people in our lives that we can assemble with so that we can exhort one another, so that it encourages us. Um, and five, number five, take some time throughout the day to acknowledge God every day take a few minutes and acknowledge God you know I heard this years ago reworded just a different way let me go ahead and get the band to come on up um, they said you know certain times of the day you just need to you need to take a praise vacation a praise vacation you know part of what I talked about when I just get away for a few minutes and walk over uh, I'm taking a few minutes just to say God thank you thank you for working in my life you know I can come and say God you know this this I don't like the way this is happening in my life I don't like the way that's happening in my life but you know what most of us could say the stuff that we worry about the stuff that frets us the stuff that gets us aggravated when we hear what other people are going through it's not that really that big of a deal but we fixate on the things that we're not thankful for. We fixate on the things that are not going our way. And if we'll make a point several times a day to stop what you're doing and just say, thank you, Lord. I appreciate that you love me. I appreciate that you have a plan for my life. I appreciate that you are working all things together for my good. As it says in Psalms, it says, um, Psalms 119 Seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous judgments. Seven times a day, that's what Paul said, I mean David said. David said, seven times a day I'm gonna stop and praise you. When I was reading the, uh, the devotional this week, Rick Renner said that, that what he did was he downloaded an app on his phone that sounds like church bells and, it, and it's at intermittent times during the day, uh, it'll just ring and he'll stop and he'll go, thank you, Lord. I mean, he, he'll stop right in the middle of a conversation or a meeting and just say, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in my life. I thought that was pretty cool. I couldn't find that app, but, uh, um, well, I did, but it was every hour. And I really, I need 
I need it seven times, not, not 12 or 24. Anyhow, um, I probably need it more than that. Because here's what I've found is that thankful people are happy people. Thankful people, everything's just different when people are thankful. And I've found that during the course of my day, if I stop and say, I acknowledge that you're working in my life. I don't know how this is going to work. And listen, we've all been through some tough stuff. We've been through some devastating stuff. We've all lost loved ones and, and been through challenging times. We've been broke. We've been blessed. We've been, you know, find, we've been through challenging times. And even in those challenging times, if I'll take a minute and say, God, your word says, if I acknowledge you in all of my ways, you'll give me the desires of my heart. And Lord, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But I choose to acknowledge you. And I thank you that you're working in me. I thank you that you're never going to give up on me. I thank you that you're going to break down the, the lies that I hear in my head. You're going to break through all those things. And, you're, and you are committed to see me through this. I tell you, if you'll just, there are so many things in your life that can change. If you'll just take, you'll spend the time with him. You'll break away. You'll put godly people in your life, godly resources in your life. But if, I'm telling you, if you can just, praise God several times a day and thank him with an honest heart that changes so much praise changes your expectation praise changes your expectation because when we're looking down at all the problems of life I expect it's just going to get worse but when I remind myself God you are amazing thank you thank you thank you let's stand up together amen now, I know that that was a very simple word, but, but we need to be reminded of the simple things, the simple things. So we want to take a few minutes. Uh, we got done early, so let's just worship for a few minutes. If you need prayer, if you need one of our pastors or elders to pray for you, we will be at the front. If you need us to, you know, pray for you about finances, relationships, you know, sickness, anything that you got going on in your life, come quickly and let us pray for you. And... Uh, Matter of fact, I want to pray for us as a group right this second. Lord, help us to maintain our hearts. I thank you, Lord, that, that you are so committed that even when we blow it and even when we don't do it right, you're the keeper of my heart. But today, what, what I want to do, Lord, is just open up my heart and surrender it to you once again. Those places that I keep taking back from me, those places that, that, that aren't as disciplined as they should be, Lord, I surrender them to you once again. I give you my heart and I ask you to keep it. I ask you to watch over it. I ask you to, to work in me and through me and, and all of us to keep our hearts with all diligence because that's what your word says to do. In Jesus' name, amen.